Don't fucking disrespect me looking like fucking Brad Pitt if Bruce Lee would have kicked his ass. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> That's the intro now. That's how we intro the podcast. <laughs> the Moonlighters podcast, episode 10. We're in the double digits now. We back, baby. Back from hiatus. Yeah, it's been a while. Holy, I feel like I don't even know how to pod anymore. I don't. I never did. Yeah, did we ever really? Yeah, I've just been guessing this whole time, so... Welcome to the Moonlighters podcast. <laughs> He's putting on the broadcaster voice. Yeah, what the hell was that? You really sold me on it. Wasn't that the part for the intro? <laughs> he did it already. Oh. And now you did it again, so we, intro us. We don't do two, let's do three. Welcome to the Moonlighters podcast. When have you ever introduced it like that? <laughs> Not once. Not, never. You. He's I, out of practice. I told you I forgot how to pod, man. Clearly. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, we're we're back. We've yeah, been, uh, you know, uh, I was on the road for uh, about a month, Yay. month and a half. I wish we could have a little clap track in the back for that. It was we it was put that in post. sorry, a little laugh track for that. <laughs> <laughs> insert laugh track here. Insert clap track. Applause. Yeah. Applause. So you're on the road. Where'd you go? I I was kind of all over Alberta in the beginning. Went all the way up to Grand Prairie. Holy. Ooh. Yeah, uh, famously more unvaccinated than vaccinated people still yeah. in Grand Prairie. Sounds like Grand Prairie. Yeah, and then uh, and then I just did a lot of shows around Southern Alberta, Calgary, whatever, and then did a few weeks in Vancouver. I did almost three weeks in Vancouver, and that was a lot of fun. Going gonna be going back there in February. Nice. So, what did you do while you were out there? Just just good old stand up comedy. Like every night or every every... night I was in Vancouver for two and a half weeks. Wow. Did at least one, if not uh, up to three shows, depending on the night. It was amazing. It was my first time in British Columbia. Nice. It's it's a it's a beautiful province. The highways are terrifying. Yeah. You were briefly trapped on the coast. I was briefly trapped. That's what extended the trip a few days. Um that yeah, all the flooding in BC. yeah. uh, Yeah. It yeah, so they uh yeah, ended up opening like this weird little sort of narrow road and like trucks couldn't go on it like it was like this whole thing you could they would only let you leave if you needed to leave like if you didn't live there uh and it was like this whole thing they they had like check stops and stuff they'd be like like where are you headed like i i'm like alberta and they're like (laughs) they're like you're a long way from home boy Oh my God. No, but it was like, yeah, no, these, these funny little check stops. like that, bro? <laughs> and then, <laughs> but it was like this whole thing of like, yeah, it's like, oh, wow, you got a ways to go. All right, well, good luck out there. Well, drive drive carefully out there. Yeah. Where yeah. are you really from, though? Yeah. <laughs> you drove, did you drive your car? I did. So they saw the Alberta plates. I bet everybody hated you. They saw the like Alberta all the drivers. plates. Well, no, they didn't hate me because they saw that I was also black. So okay. like, this kid's been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and more importantly, he's leaving. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, yeah, we got nothing to worry about. Yeah. You know? That's he's funny. leaving. He's going back to where he came from. Yeah. And we um, don't have to tell him to do that. Yeah. We can keep our we can our keep advice. our aggressions to us. Yeah. Our racial our racial aggressions to ourselves. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> no black people in Vancouver either. Um I was like I was so excited Tons to go of to of Asians a, though, right? Only Asians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You don't fuck with Asians in Vancouver. No. No, I went there. I did <laughs> I told a joke at a show one time. Uh, I was like, "Hey guys, uh I, I like I, I'm staying in East Van, East Vancouver." <laughs> Um, you know, little nom as I now call it. <laughs> uh, and, I uh, I'm like, Hey, like I, I wanted to, I want to get Vietnamese food. 
but I don't know which restaurant to pick because the restaurants, they all look the same. Yeah. There they just call it food. And there, I was like, yeah, I don't know. All the restaurants look the same. I can't pick one. And then uh, and then the room kind of just stared at me. He's like, really, dude? That's the joke you went for? And I was like, man, I was really satisfied with that. And that made me really happy to say. <laughs> I like East Van, though. I spent a couple of years living in that area, so. It's fantastic. Yeah. A lot of personality. Nobody can drive. And, uh, and Any snow come down while you were there? Uh, any snow come down? No. Okay, because people get even worse at driving if one snowflake touches the ground in Vancouver. Oh, no, man. If there's... All that ever happens is one snowflake touches the ground. Otherwise, it's raining 10 months of the fucking year. No, no. Driving in Vancouver felt like Africa. There was a weird nostalgia factor to it. Really? It, it's it's the Wild West. Yeah. Like, you go there, it's like these streetlights, they're more for aesthetic, yeah. you know? Yeah. So there are Bus drivers line. don't stop. They bus just drivers slow don't down. Fuck. They just slow down. You have to jump on the moving bus, and it's all electric <laughs> buses. So you, like they, they're all like attached to like these this complicated network. Like the the streets, like above them, like it's just wire. Yeah, everywhere. It looks like the back of a computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what all the streets in Vancouver look like. Yeah. Did you go on the SkyTrain at all? I did not. I, I drove, so I, I just drove everywhere. SkyTrain's fun. Oh, it's so good. You can go at the front of the SkyTrain and pretend that you're driving it. It's awesome. <laughs> do they all put right, like I've a wheel there? I've never done that, and now I have to. You so. definitely do, can. Do they put a wheel there that like, like for just to make I you feel know. like it? I, I can't remember. I just remember being at the front of the train and being like pretending I was driving it as like a grown up. And That's then really thinking funny. to myself, I need to take my three-year-old there to do that. You were doing the Titanic I'm Flying Jack thing? Probably. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Just this yeah. random guy named Randy standing behind me, just holding me. That's so funny. <laughs> he works for the SkyTrain. Yeah, so, thanks, yeah. Randy. It's, it's, yeah. I think that's his job. That's yeah. what he does yeah. there. Unfortunately, he lost it to COVID, and then. Mm -hmm. But he's so back. Van Randy's Van back. Vancouver was nice. Vancouver was amazing, yeah. man. It was, it was so much fun. It's an amazing city, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I can't wait to be back there. Mm -hmm. I, I truly, truly enjoyed it. I'll be back for just for laughs, Vancouver. A festival in February. In February? What days? Uh, I'm going to be there February 19th and 20th. Nice. Shout out uh, Susie Rossum, Ola Dada's Blackout Comedy. I'll be I'll be there doing some spots. I'm sure I'll be at some other shows around, but uh, those will be like the Just for Laughs Vancouver festival shows I'll be on. Dope. So Yeah. Good for you, man. Yeah. Super, super Get excited. Get work. Get that work. Mm -hmm. And before the shows, you'll be eating breakfast at Bonds Off Broadway, obviously. Yo, $2 breakfast, right? Uh, yeah. Holy shit. Yo. It's two ninety nine now because is it? inflation hit, you know. Damn. Still oh, you know what? I've heard of this place. Yo, it's, 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 it's really good. good. It's, it's, like, it's not like only amazing yeah. breakfast, but it's $3. Yeah. yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah, and it's, it's, yeah. it's like, it's amazing Actually, you still get more. You yeah, still get it's more. It's amazing for three bucks. Yeah. I've heard, yeah, they charge, what, like six bucks for bacon or something? It's like, it's like when you, if you add shit. Yeah, if you add the, shit, it's pricey. But if you get the, like, your choice, like, meat, eggs, potatoes, it's free to add garlic and onions to the potatoes, though. Mm -hmm. That's the secret hustle. Oh, that's a fucking party. That's yeah. what I like to hear. Yeah, Bonds was dope. Bonds was okay. definitely good. It was something that, like, people told me, because I lived in Surrey for, like, a couple months. Yeah. And so people told me when I was in van, like, hey... You should go to Bonds. It's $2 breakfast. I was like, what? 
What do you mean two dollar breakfast? Do they give you a fucking hard boiled egg? No, they like, give no, you they, they give you the full. They give spread, you a yeah. plate, a yeah. full plate, like a, a real life sized plate. That's what I like to yeah. hear. It's also the most violently graffitied inside of a of a restaurant <laughs> I've ever been. <laughs> I thought that was just part of the design. That's part of the, yeah, it's part of the decor. Yeah, because you can just write whatever you want wherever you want. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like the bonds on the side of the restaurant, like there's a big bonds right on the side of the restaurant too and they have it like highlighted like three dollar breakfast or whatever i remember being two dollars but that was like probably 10 years ago so it might have been three dollars at that point too that's fair the hot dog at costco is still a buck 50 that's true nobody can take that away from us they tried they had a meeting where some of they had a board meeting where they were where they pitched increasing the price on the hot dog and one of the costco founders was like if you try this i'll kill you <laughs> i i love that that makes sense man people that's a man of the people people, people would die yeah for those hot dogs people you would die would, not even a dollar 75 you keep it at a dollar 49 that's yeah. how we're doing that's this. how we're doing this and keep the all beef yeah. option all right muslims gotta fucking they, they deserve this too it's an it's all beef. A, it's all beef. Hunting. Well, they have a new. They yeah, have a the choice. Oh, dog too, yeah, man. yeah. Nice. So you get to pick. Dope. They they really they looked out for everybody. That's really dope. Costco, Costco extremely inclusive. Unless you're anti-mask, in which case, get the fuck out. Yeah, I was <laughs> at the mall yesterday, and there was this girl that was walking behind us, and she didn't have a mask on, and like the security like fucking zeroed in on her. Man, I like heard him hit the thing. He's like beep beep. Like walks up to her. He's like, hey, do you have a mask? And she was like, I have an exemption. Like she was just ready. <laughs> I have an exemption. They and he just kept walking. The exemption now. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. She did. Okay. She kept walking around right. and she hey. was good. Hey. Good for her. her. Yeah. Good for her. She was her. going in and out of stores. I was like, hey, you know what? She's got an exemption. She's got an yeah. exemption, man. Like, I know. saw I saw a dude uh, get thrown out of shoppers at the mall while having an adult hissy fit for not wearing a mask. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, those guys are on guard. I've never, honestly, I think this is the happiest I've ever seen Lethbridge security. Yeah. They're busy these days. And it's days. funny, somebody said to me the other day, Danica said to me the other day, they, they don't get paid enough. And I was just like, dude, they, this is what they live for. Yeah. They get paid Love job satisfaction shit. now. Yeah. Like, this is their comedy. And they do get Music. paid pretty good, too, man. Those security guards do make decent money. Yeah. Like, I was a security guard before, and it, you make good money. Like, especially if you get, like, all the training and all that shit. Yeah, but this is them honing their craft. This yeah. is what they live for. They wake up every day and they're like, oh man, I just hope someone tests me. Yeah, it's like I get to harass a whole new demographic of people. Yeah. <laughs> like I've already yeah. got my my sets of people that I'm going to harass <laughs> naturally. And now I've got a new subset and that's the people I'm, without masks. I'm learning a new skill yeah. to throw down at maskless people. Yeah. Which is funny because I do feel like a lot of people who go into security are probably any mask. Uh, yeah. Cops but, and shit. Yeah. They're, but oh, I, I think the they're thirst for powers. Are the people too dumb to become cops. They're the, ones, yeah, they're the <laughs> ones who will follow orders so blindly that cops won't even take them. Yeah. <laughs> the cops are like, whoa, this seems shady. And security guards are like, we are doing it. Yeah. No, no. I've met some pretty dope security guards out there. So shout out to my security guard friends. Yeah, I've All got right. security there are, guard there are, friends There too. are good ones in there too. You know, but yeah. cops None of them would pass the psych eval. Dangerously close to that ACAB territory. Uh, I talk to I talk to security guards the same way cops talk to me. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you're one of the good ones. Yeah. You know? You're, you're doing good. You're, you're, doing, you're, not, you're out there just doing your best. Keep yeah. Grinding, but. Way to put on for the yeah. team, you know? Yeah. Want to put on for your people. They can be good. They I can like, be good. But they so. definitely wouldn't pass the psych evaluations to become a cop. That's why they're security. No, actually, I think it would be the other <laughs> way around. I think security guards are smarter than cops. 
I don't know if it's cops smart, will blind, the cops will blindly follow whatever they're told to do. Yeah. And uh yeah, and here's the thing, security guards are t- are taught to de-escalate way more than cops. Yeah, are. that's true. I was taught I was going to say security guards have to be smarter cuz they don't get guns. Yeah. They don't get guns. We they were, have we to be able taught, to de-escalate. We were taught verbal judo. Yeah. That's what they called it. They don't get nearly as many protections for killing somebody as a cop does. No. So they have to not kill people. Yeah. So. And so security guards actually, like, y'all y'all get way more love from me than than. And even, officers. like, Brinks, the Brinks guys, the guys that have their possessions and acquisitions license to carry firearms, they will not shoot anybody because that no. money is insured. And yep. they're just like, if somebody's going to pull a shotgun on a Brinks truck, they're going to yeah. most likely just let you take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to fucking die. No. Over whatever they've got over in the back of the truck. Over money that's insured that's yeah. not yours. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, nobody's winning here. Yeah. You can have it, dude. This is your problem. Marked bills. Enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. enjoy it while you got it. It's good to be back. What have you guys been up to, man? What the hell y'all been? What's, what's yeah, been happening? You a recent rebrand right there. Yeah, yeah, I guess I did. I uh, changed the whole fucking, the whole thing, man. Stopped doing the El Rev thing, now doing the Javier Escuela thing. So it's like, got a new plan. It's actually really cool because I've been like looking more into, um, into my branding and into like how to, how to expand my audience. And uh, I haven't had any results because I haven't done any of the things that like I'm supposed to do. I'm still doing all the trainings and doing like modules and shit on the internet. But um, I'm excited about it, man, because like this is some new music that I have. It's like a new me and I want it to be like top quality and I want to get the following I yeah. deserve. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. What is the, what is Escuela? Where, where, where does that come from? What is the... So originally it comes from Red Dead Redemption. Like I love the name Javier Escuela. I love the fucking character. He was like this greasy mm. Mexican bandit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, it also occurred to me that Escuela means school in Spanish and I'm going to school to become a teacher. So it like kind of falls in line with like, you know, school of Javi kind of thing. Yeah. I want to educate people on who I am and what I'm about, but I also want to be educated and learn from people who are listening. And that's one of the biggest prerogatives of this new thing is to like connect with fans in a way that doesn't make them feel like a number, but makes them feel like they're part of something. So like, I don't want to have a million fans. I would rather have, you know, a thousand fans that are fucking loyal and that are purchasing everything that I do and like coming to shows when I'm on tour and like, you know, doing what, what it takes for me to have a viable career out of it. And I realized that that's really achievable through proper targeting, like mm-hmm. with advertising, right? So like I'm using the internet because I'm not the type of person to walk up to people and be like, Hey, you know, how's your day going and spark up a conversation and then have that conversation go into, Hey, do you want to listen to my music? Hey, do you happen to like rap music? Hey, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I can't do that. I'm not like that. Mm. So, um, the internet is a tool that I think, uh, who's is, actually made it doing that? I want to know. I mean, that's how who's you, going around being, Hey guys, it's like pushing the mixtape. Excuse me, sir. There are people with that personality trait that can do that. Like, you know, people that can have a viable music career without using the internet. Like there are people out there that that's do fair. that. Yeah. I know a dude in Edmonton Chance named Cas Mega. He doesn't have any streaming music, no no music on streaming platforms. He only sells hard copies out of his trunk and like that's how he pays his bills. Yeah. Like he sells merch, he sells, you know, that's that's what he does. I think he has like a job, but like he makes decent money like yeah. selling albums and shit, you know what I mean? So like it's like whatever. If that's the road you want to do, then go for it. There's always something fun about buying something out of the back of a car though, you know? Yeah. No matter what. Like, yeah, especially if you're wearing like a leather jacket. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're like well, breathing out steam because it's cold. Yeah. Well, like if they're two, wearing two below. Yeah. yeah. Full <laughs> yeah. frosty breath. Everyone's wearing cool coats. Yeah. yeah. If they're wearing the cool coat, though, you want to buy your products out of the coat. Yeah. yeah. Not even. 
Yeah. It's not even a trunk thing. It's like, no, he opens the coat. Yeah. yeah. Well, he opens the coat and you're like, I want more. And he's like, well, good news. Pops the trunk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then and then there's weapons. Mm-hmm. And so, C4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> C4 explosion. <laughs> it's, it's like, wait a minute. I thought this was just... I thought, what? Sh- there was a show where somebody was slinging chocolate milk out of his jacket. Well, I like that. Um, it was like a kid at a school. I can't remember what the show... It was on like fa- the Family Channel. And I don't remember what the show was. But I do remember there was a kid that was coming. It might have been like That's So Raven. Oh god! And then somebody like went to school. Was like, "Hey, look, I know they, you know, I know they canceled the, I know they only got like the two percent, and I just want you to know I got the goods. I got that whole chocolate milk, uh, chocolate milk, strawberry, and it, it ain't even two. It, this is the three point two five. This is whole milk, bro. No banana milk though. Where we draw the line? Well, I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it. If they had banana, I'd be like, "Oh man, this kid." This kid was good. This kid's yeah. going hard. Yeah. It's like, he's got connects. This kid, like, he's in the industry, you know? Um, but yeah, no, buying things out of coats is a, is a pastime I hope we, we bring back. That reminds me of uh, the episode of Nathan For You, where he, uh, if you guys ever watch Nathan For You, where he, uh, he does the, uh, the chili suit. <laughs> he, like, makes a suit. Yeah. That, like, ha- like has, like, plastic in here, and he, he keeps chilly, and it stays warm in this plastic. Yeah. And then he walks around, like, a baseball game, and he, like, offers people chili. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll have some chili. And then he, like, sprays it out of his jacket into a bowl, and then he's like, do you want some cheese? And he, like, sprays oh cheese my out of goodness. his other hand. It's so, it's so, like just so cringy but so good his uh his so fake good. starbucks that he made in an episode dumb starbucks is still is still open what it's a successful business yeah. dumb starbucks is still dumb open starbucks is still real he made, he made a parody of starbucks and he found a loophole in the like trademark laws because yeah, you can you can parody stuff and it won't co- cover trademarks yeah oh. so he literally made a starbucks which is exactly <laughs> the same as any other starbucks yeah but he called it dumb starbucks and like all the <laughs> drinks are something different and it's like yeah. dumb dumb <laughs> macchiato or whatever and it's still going it's, it's been going, going for years yeah, several years that's crazy i never that, knew that uh, that winter wear thing too with those like downfield jackets yeah. where people had to uh watch like a 30 minute presentation about and the then holo- solemnly admit that the holocaust yeah, happened before the they holocaust? could buy a jacket yeah. that's so funny yeah oh my god i need to watch nathan for you i think the jackets were made by like two jewish guys too yeah and it's because uh, there was a big outerwear company where one of the uh, creators of it was anti-Holocaust. It was a Holocaust denier. So he just found so a just random like, All right, outerwear. We're doing it. And apparently, the coats are also really great. So. Yo, there's so many good episodes. That's <laughs> a really funny show. Absolutely outrageous. That's so good. It's like it's kind of like the white version of uh, Killer Mike's show. Yeah. Like he just thinks of the most outrageous ideas he could possibly yeah. think of, and then he does them on TV. Yeah, like a Crip Cola yeah. or blood blood pop yeah. or blood cola or whatever it is. <laughs> cola, blood He's pop. like, why do the why do the Hell's Angels make money off their merchandise and Bloods and Crips in the hood aren't merching their shit on eBay and shit? So he makes blood cola and it's actually made with no uh, fructose corn syrup. It's yeah. made with like an alternative that's way healthier than fructose <laughs> corn syrup and like you know that's a problem in the hood and in yeah. low income uh, neighborhoods is like high fructose corn syrup. Yep. and sugar, right? That's so funny, Killer that Mike. That is beautiful. No, Killer Mike is hilarious. I, yeah, I, I saw. He's a smart guy too. Like, really, oh, he's really oh my goodness! Like, a he's the one that put I me think. on like Black Wall Street, yeah. like all that stuff. Like, I learned about that stuff from him. Mm-hmm. And and I remember he did a yeah an episode of his show where he tried to live. I think for three days off of only black owned businesses. Only business. black businesses and keep yeah. all his money in the black community. And, and he yeah. couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't. Yeah, there wasn't. But a, because he did that. 
they developed like the green book yeah or whatever yeah. um i'm pretty sure that was a direct result of what he did well like well they well they basically created what what was sort of like a modern green book yeah. like because okay. the green book was the originally book, yeah mm -hmm. yeah the original green book was uh, basically, so this was in segregated America. Okay. And if you were a traveling black artist or if, uh, or whatever, if you were, but if you were a black person traveling, especially when you're going to the South, mm -hmm. um, the green book was a list of businesses yeah. that you were allowed to enter. Okay. Places that are cool and aren't going to really shit on you. Yeah. 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 So usually they would be a black owned business because it was segregated mm -hmm. or just cool white folk, mm -hmm. uh, that would let you in. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And so that's what the original green book was. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's gotta be like a modern version of it. And so now the modern version is, Oh, these are black owned businesses. Yeah. And so if you buy from these companies, you're so you the money stays business. in the black community. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. And so it is really cool that, yeah. Killer Mike's, uh, show ended up, uh, resulting in that. So Pretty what was, what was black wall street about black wall street? Well, well it was, again, it was basically, it was black America. So, um, in between the freedom from slavery and, and, um, and the civil rights movement, uh, America's completely segregated. So then, uh, black America decided, uh, and this was actually more, more predominant in the South as, as well. It actually, it did better. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, places like Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, Atlanta, right. Savannah, Georgia, like a lot of these kind of different areas, they had, they built an entirely black economy. Right. So they had black, um, black owned business that were then going into stocks that was then going into everything <coughs> that was exclusively being, uh, moved around black America. Um, and then, uh, and, and that, and it, it started to really thrive and they started to build real communities and cities that were doing well. Mm -hmm. Um, but then of course, uh, so then like, that's literally what, what led to like the Tulsa race riots. Right. Uh, so, um, that was basically the clan with the support of, uh, the American government, 1921 goes in and just burns everything to the ground. Right. So, uh, and so this included anything that was operating black wall street, black businesses, like homes, families. Right. And that was just in Tulsa. Uh, Tulsa was, was the, the, the big one, right. Yeah. Cause that was the home of black wall street. That mm -hmm. was kind of where everything was. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so this was literally, yeah, the U S government, the Ku Klux Klan all kind of going, burn yeah. it all to the ground. Yeah. Right. They, and, 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 uh, yeah. And, and then, kind of just destroyed the whole thing when they realized that, oh, black people were actually starting to prosper on their own, mm -hmm. right? They went to black farms and burned their crops. Like, it was crazy, Yeah. right? So then... Sounds uh, about right. <laughs> yeah, right, and that persisted for... So then any attempts that uh, that they made to kind of uh, create their own sustenance, mm -hmm. when, again, they were forced to, they were like, all right, we'll leave you alone, just don't join white communities. Black people said, okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then like, they we'll started thriving. And they were like, hey, not like that. Yeah, exactly. And then they started thriving, and it's like, oh, yeah. well, no, we can't have no. that. You, you guys were supposed to suck at this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that persisted for 40 more years until uh, until obviously the efforts of the, the Malcolm X's and the Martin Luther King's of the world uh, uh, that that were able to then accelerate the, the civil rights movement. Uh, obviously, like the killing of Emmett Till in the 60s was also like huge for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, yeah, it was about 45 years between the Tulsa, uh, between the Tulsa, uh, is it the race riots they yeah. call it? Yeah, it is, right? Um, so the destruction of Tulsa to the Civil Rights Act in 68. So it was like 40 years, something like that. Uh, 47 yeah almost 50 years okay. so, uh, and so like now what the situation is like 
it's become more difficult for black people in America to have this kind of community, right? Like to like rebuild, I guess, what was once Black Wall Street or what was once like the successful side. Because I, I mean, like that's what I hear a lot of is like black owned businesses aren't. Well, that, that's actually the, so that's the funny. That's like that's the killer Mike argument mm-hmm. is segregation was better for black people. Well, uh, if if they the issue was it wasn't true because of of course when black people made it work then they just got shot back down yeah right but uh but his argument was like oh no if we were actually allowed even today like he he was like he'd almost take segregation yeah or just because uh, it but if they could but under the caveat of being able to truly be completely like so independent like, and governed by themselves independent and self-governed then mm-hmm. then right and autonomous then then okay then then like we'll take it yeah right uh which is uh it's an interesting position but of course history says it would have worked mm-hmm. uh which is nuts but um no well i i think now it, it's just weird because obviously like you know racism all that stuff is just taking different forms uh, it's just it's just morphed into like its own thing and now because um Basically, the system, every all the cogs are integrated. It's not really separated by race anymore. Mm-hmm. But the powers that influence those systems are still pretty exclusively white, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and so that's kind of so it's almost like integration. And this is the one good argument Candace Owens has ever had. Uh, but but she actually talks a lot about this about like how integration has actually taken power away from black people. Right. Um, and, and sure enough, like, uh, and that's kind of what the, the fight now is for. Uh, and, and but it, it's obviously it's difficult, right? Because because mm. uh, now I, I don't think while the system was inherently racist in its design, it's classist now in its implementation. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't technically see race anymore. But because of the way it all kind of built up, uh, it, it's a we'll call it a convenient side effect yeah. <laughs> of of the races that kind of are where they are in terms of class. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and yeah, it's like, OK, how do we get people some form of upward mobility uh, right to get them out of the working class and then back back into like reassembling a middle class, which is mm-hmm. getting smaller every day or uh, better yet, getting them into positions where they can actually empower people from their own communities, mm-hmm. right? But there's no, right? All that wealth was destroyed. Yeah. And All I think that's a big part of it, right? Is that generational wealth that continues on. And yeah. Like that's why now you see, even though it's been integrated, like you said, this, the, the, the entire machine that powers it is based off of fundamentally racist principles, right? Yeah. It's all and, systemic racism. And, 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 but it's even more than that. It's, yeah. It is, but it's even more than that because now it, it provides to that classism because it's like there are a, a large majority of businesses and large businesses and corporations in America and in Canada, I'm sure, that were started off of family wealth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most rich people people, most millionaires didn't become millionaires off hard work. Most millionaires inherit money and that's how they get their money and they capitalize well, on that money. Well, yeah. I, well, statistically, that's not like completely accurate. Like there, there are, I think it's something I, I read this recently. It's something like only about 20% of millionaires inherit their wealth. 
but what people don't realize like so what people don't see now like again it, it, a lot of a lot of people who become millionaires are hard workers they do work hard mm-hmm. what people don't realize is like yeah they may not necessarily inherit their wealth but they have better social mobility yeah tools right? and opportunities better connections yeah. better networks mm-hmm. and these are actually so the basically like the tools kind of exist more openly They've got a lot more social capital. Yeah, right. So that'd exactly. be fair to say that the inheritance doesn't necessarily have to be monetary. It can also be absolutely. An opportunity yeah. yeah, and I guess that's what, and I guess that's just what I would want to be clear. Mm. Yeah, yeah, right. In this conversation, and I like stand correct. is like uh, is is. A lot of you don't necessarily have to inherit wealth, mm-hmm. finance, direct financial wealth, mm-hmm. in order to then reach, uh, you know, some level of financial privilege, mm-hmm. right? But it's just other things of like you'll apply for jobs that you're qualified for, and you will get called back, yeah. right? You'll um, you'll be a lot less likely to face social trauma from different situations of run-ins with law enforcement or with uh, educators or single right? parent families, single parent families. De- Poverty, right? Different social situations, Mm -hmm. food insecurity, right? All of these different things, you're just so much less likely to face them if you were white a hundred years ago, if you were Mm -hmm. white 200 years ago. And then those are the privileges that you then inherit, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That uh, that then lead to higher likelihoods of upward social mobility. Yeah. Right. I think I feel like that a lot of that has to do with just even generational wealth and generational education among like, you know, the impoverished communities in the United States and and Canada and the the kind of ruling elite and even upper middle class. And it's Mm -hmm. like you still see that and there's still that disparity there because like you said, that fucking wealth was just Mm -hmm. destroyed, like literally burned to the ground. Exactly. Right. And, And so then that's where that's where the discussion is. Yeah, shout out Killer Mike for fucking bringing us back and well, making us have this deep content. Here. Yeah, no, yeah, this is like good. I like I like I, talking about this. This is the longest we haven't been funny for. <laughs> I think in, in, in quite some time. Well, that's not a bad thing, guys. It's not a bad thing. There we go. We all learn a little bit about Black Wall this, Street. This this podcast doesn't have to just be comedy. <laughs> no, no, but uh, but yeah, no, it, you know, just fucking uh, like uh, these days, it's it's interesting. It's like okay, well, what the what what do we do? You know, what do we do? How do you like, all right, like, you know, and for me, it's just like one, don't be a dick, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> just don't be a dick. You'd be surprised how, how long of like, how far of a way that goes. If you're just like, if we, if we stop and we just listen to each other, give each other a goddamn chance. And you know what goes even farther than that is teaching your fucking kids right, man. It, teaching your kids to do those things. Like teaching your kids how to be not a dick. Yeah, that's all it. By honestly, not being a dick in front of your kids. That's it. Like, you know, give the people around you. Raising dicks everywhere. Straight up, A lot dude. of dicks be raising You see like be pictures of dicks. it on Facebook of like, you know, dads teaching their kids how to be douchebags by like fucking, you know, catching the frisbee before the kid can get it or something it's like <laughs> come on man like you know raise the kids right dude no yeah i, I listen i do love me a good razzing all right i, I say i say intercept the frisbee once in a while but okay? there's parents that, but there's parents who do that all it. the time let them feel failure there's parents that bully yeah. their fucking kids to the point that those kids bully other kids and then they become racist little shits that deserve to get booted <laughs> who's who that football player who got called in on like a make a wish thing and then just to play madden with a dying kid and then just 
dumpstered the kid the entire time. That's so He's funny. Like, hey, you played a win. That's yeah. so funny. I, I think that's extremely funny. That's absolutely it on how hilarious. The kid reacted. If the kid was cool with it, then yeah. all power to him. Well, it's like, hey, you know what? If I got destroyed and maddened by my idol, yeah. then sure. I, it was, I still met my idol and he's just as good as he is. Yeah. He's just as good at Madden as he was in real life. You know what? I'll take that beating. But if the kid was like under seven, though, he probably should have let him win at least once. No, no, no. It's like, it's like no. He's dying anyway. Yeah, he's, like, they, he's dying yeah. too. It's like you've been in bed for fucking years. You <laughs> couldn't pick up a controller? <laughs> or you couldn't. Come on, like get good. I've been, I've, I've been working. <laughs> I've been working. I'm in the, I'm in the NFL. Just every day, I'm either in the gym, all right, or playing these games, for being in the equivalent of of car accidents, right? Every goddamn play. <laughs> Right, being tackled by three hundred fifty pound friggin' six five men. All right, it just every all the time, every day. This is my living. Okay, you're you're here. You're at home. You got clearly. You have the video games. You got the TV. Pick up the goddamn controller. Train harder and beat lymphoma. You <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. Okay. If you freaking if you fought if you fought as hard at Madden as you do to stay alive, maybe you'd beat me once or He's twice. To be turned around right now. All right. But no, no. Here you are. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna dumpster you yeah. on your way out. Uh, okay. Knocks That's, the PS5 off the table. And quit asking. For hand he kicks it off, yeah. I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like I don't even have time to play this, and I beat your ass. Oh, man. All right. Speaking so. of fucking dumpsters, <laughs> are we talking about the province now. Is that where we're headed on this one? No, I was actually going to talk about uh, the Jake Paul Tyron Woodley fucking fiasco because you know oh, yeah. we like to talk about Jake Paul every once in a while. Every once in a while, I don't. He was going to fight Tommy care. Fury. Yeah, I saw. I kind of cared about that. Tommy Fury got injured, and then he got sick and injured. Sick and injured. And now Jake Paul's fighting Tommy Fury, and Jake Paul made a fucking belt. Anyways, moving on. Jason Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hang on, I'm I'm back on the the Paul now. I have yeah, we should relevant, probably uh, we should probably thing. talk about it a little bit. I don't want to, but I'm sorry I brought it up. Let me see I this uh, this video <laughs> of Jake Paul dancing in the rain with like shorts that are different lengths. I was. It's extremely weird. And somebody's like, "Oh, he looks so relaxed." I'm like, this is the opposite of what a relaxed person looks like. Yeah, that, he looks insane. Yeah. yeah, he is insane. He does not look great. I think he's a sociopath. You may be right. He's already talking about how he's getting like fuzzy vision and memory yeah. loss and stuff in boxing. Like, oh my yeah. god, really? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. It's been two years. Stop getting punched in the face. Yeah. Just be rich and quiet. Yeah. I he like hasn't even gotten punched that many times. And like honestly No knockout clause. He probably does a contract. He probably does a whole bunch of fucking drugs and that's why he's <laughs> he's stupid and forgetting yeah. things in conversations with his friends. And boatloads of cocaine and yeah. punching people. That'll happen when you yeah. don't sleep for fucking four days there, Jake. <laughs> I I have little to contribute to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Tyron Woodley, though, man, you like Tyron? I did, but I, then I heard him rap. <laughs> so, and that was it. Well, at least he, you know, he's he's accepted the fact that he's not a good rapper, and now he's pursuing, you know, this celebrity boxing. So, but he's not a good boxer, so I don't know. I don't know, man. He had a he. Dude, don't don't do this. We no. had this. Yeah, we had, we had this conversation last time. He's not a good boxer, and then I was right, that. and I was right. And, yeah. you, and you, you are no. He's a multi-time champion. He's a this. He's a. I never said that. MMA. I said he was a trash all, boxer. Uh, oh my god! The number of people that freaking came to me and said, 
No, what are you talking about? He's a welterweight champion. He's one of the greatest UFC welterweights I of all time. I thought Jake was going to win. And then, oh yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. you did, you did, you did. Now, now, now that you mentioned that, I, I remember the conversation. But, um, but oh my God, the number of people that argued yeah, with me is that he's a multi-time welterweight champion. That's a different beast. Yeah, it's a different beast. Have you watched him box? Never. There's like it. it, it it's brutal. And why are we doing this again? Why? I don't want to I don't want to watch this. I don't. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. I really think that they're going to do a, a significantly lower pay-per-view than their yeah. last one. People are getting tired of watching this, I think. Yeah. Well, I think I think the only reason that people are actually watching at this point is to see Jake Paul like die. Just get wrecked. Like he gets fucking, you know, Well, of course he's Bruce that's why Willis. people watch Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> that's why they watch Floyd. Yeah. Nobody was watching Floyd because they liked him. No. No, they were like, okay, this will be the one. This will be the time yeah. we finally get he him. Finally gets his come up. De La Hoya, Canelo, freaking, uh, like, it didn't, like, whoever it was, the, uh, Pacquiao, they're like, this is the one. Yeah. We got him, right? And that's, and that's what, like, Jake Paul, has, he's doing the exact same thing, and we're all like, oh, I hate him so much. I'm going to spend money. I oh, know, wait, I'm going to pay I him to would. watch him get, like, whatever, dude. Yeah, fuck that shit. No. We're on Fight Talk. Uh, have you guys seen how big McGregor's been looking lately? Yeah, he's trying to fight at 170. Yeah. He's walking around at 190. Uh, why? I don't know. Why? You're No, you're already losing. I think he's a drunk. And, um, it's easier for him to support that weight. Yeah. Uh, still no cardio? Because he's yeah. fought normally, what, 145? That's the lowest he's fought, yeah. He was featherweight, then he went to lightweight. Right, which is 155, 155 yeah. right? And, That's now, right? and then he fought Donald Cerrone at 170. So he has right. fought in that division before, and he yeah, did he get fought, a knockout. He did get a knockout on a 75-year-old man, so like, good I mean, for him. come on, Cowboy. Cowboy, I give respect to Cowboy. He had I the give most, respect to his career, but the yeah. time that at Connor the time, fought yeah, him. That's true. That's true. That's fair. He was definitely in a very steep decline at that point, but he was already past the point where he had gotten more knockouts than anybody in UFC history. Yeah, no, and uh, believe me, Donald Cerrone is one of the greats, yeah, yeah, truly. Yeah. Like, but he but, was well on his way out. But yeah. he was he was out. He got picked apart like in the he first was in the garden seconds. Yeah, <laughs> this guy was so out. He was. Yeah. This guy was. Uh, he was I don't landscape. know, man. I think Connor's just delusional, and you know, like he's t he's talking shit about the lightweight champ. You know, he's talking shit about about Charlie Olives. He's. He, it's just. I feel are, like are we Connor, calling him Charlie Olives now? That's what I've always called him. That's what everybody's always called I've him. I've never heard Charlie Olives really? until this moment. Wow. Yeah. I, that's Shout out Charles Oliveira, yeah. man. Every, like, man, everybody was like, Dude Dustin's going to walk over him. I was like, yeah, this dude is a specialist, man. He's super dope. And you know, the so thing is, good. is that he's so well-rounded that he's a specialist at MMA. Yes. You know what I mean? Like he's, it's no, amazing. He's, he's a new breed. And it's funny because I remember like 10 years talking to this about, uh, talking with this uh, to Jerry, talking about this to Jerry. And he said, MMA is turning into a sport where like, because it started as like, oh, the wrestler versus the jiu-jitsu fighter or the jiu-jitsu fighter versus the boxer or the kickboxer, right. you know, like yeah. it was, it was very specialized. Yeah. But now the specialized fighters are guys that are like Demetrius Johnson. That do uh, everything. That do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, dude, these dudes that are reshaping the sport that are more well-rounded and becoming specialists at MMA as a focal point. Yeah. And I think that that's exactly where, uh, uh yeah. And Charles is, is, I think where Charlie, where Charlie, Charlie Oliveira is, man. He's dope. Yeah. No. Oh man. He's so fun. Like tr I, I, I missed the Poirier fight because I had to do a show that him. night. He schooled him. Um, but, uh, when he fought Chandler. Yeah. 
It was tr- it was a masterclass. Yeah, he like got knocked watching, down twice in the first round. Yeah, and then just came back and took his back. Yeah, and then and but it was so great to watch him be like, oh okay, this is how this guy strikes. I took some shots at that I probably shouldn't have, and, and then he like oh he like changes his like changes his Adjust form your game plan on yeah. the fly, right? Yeah, ends up dropping him and then up. takes his back and finishes him. Yeah, right. Like he he beat him on the feet. Like yeah. after he yeah, got yeah, knocked down, it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it was so impressive to see that because all anyone ever talked about with Olivero was his, was his ground game, yeah. right? Was like, oh yeah, just don't, just no jujitsu. Don't, don't get on the ground with him, and you'll fuck him up. And then, and then he beats oh, like a freaking lights out striker. Yeah, on the feet, and then it's like, nah, nah, y'all, y'all didn't know. No, y'all didn't know. And Charles Olivero comes and does it, and now comes up against in one famously one of the best boxers in the UFC, yeah. in Dustin Poirier. Poirier yeah, uh, and, and Poirier again, dropped him once too. Poirier did drop him. Yeah, in the first that's round what once. I. Uh, and I, it was I read. a, it was a clean. Like it was crazy how. It's so crazy how like when you, when these MMA specialists when they are able to game plan around switching styles, you yeah. know what I mean? Adaptability, yeah. adaptability, and it really is like a big advantage when these guys can say, "Hey, look, I can I can strike on the feet, yeah. but if I can get a, a couple takedowns in or attempt a couple of takedowns." He knows I'm a black belt. He knows that if I get that takedown, it's a good chance it's over. Yeah. So that thought process is going through Dustin Poirier's mind every time fucking Charles drops levels, right? Like he's switching levels so that Poirier puts his hands down or something. Yeah. And like, yeah, as soon as he got on his back, man, I was like, it's over. It's game yeah, over. No, and, Charles is a menace, and it's, dude. And it's smart because like if he would have taken his back in the first round, he wouldn't have got that choke. Right. You know what I mean? Like Dustin wouldn't have been in the right exact place to be choked out and it's not just physical it's mental yeah and charles knew that and that's why he took advantage of the rear naked at that point and took advantage of getting in the clinch his second round i've got a clinch yeah you know what i mean i got a clinch no he's it truly it's like he's a, he's a genius yeah truly I think he's gonna sit up there for a bit man like uh he's so fun to mm-hmm. watch and it, it it's like it's one of those and i now that i've watched so much more mma yeah uh it's like one of those you're like oh man like there i didn't even i didn't even get get the level of like cerebral this dude is yeah right it's him because it's a mental game you see it a bit with like israel adesanya who's also one of those guys that's like calculated that's just so precise with Mm -hmm. the way he does things Mm -hmm. and you're like man like i didn't damn there really is levels to this shit yeah yeah there is no i think mma is in a really fun and interesting place right Mm -hmm. now and yeah. uh yeah it's gonna get a lot better because like now people are getting so much better across disciplines mm-hmm. and uh fights are gonna be a lot harder to predict i think and, did and you see did you see the uh women's pound for pound rankings recently they just changed them nunez i'm guessing is is down she's third third uh, below rose who's second uh-huh. and valentina who's first valentina pound. is number she's one. the best pound for pound yeah but uh, cool to see Rose on on number two, man. I'm a big, I, yeah. Rose is my favorite. One she's of my, my favorite fighter. Yeah, I think she's like either my favorite fighter or my just my favorite female fighter. But I think she might be my favorite fighter. Like I don't get more excited than when I watch. Oh Rose. man, yeah, I, I I like no one gets a more involuntary reaction yeah. out of me. Yeah, uh, even when her fights fight are only forty seconds, I was yeah. still stoked to watch it. Amazing, yeah, amazing, so good. Like, yeah, no, she's 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 a joy to watch, man. So yeah. it's good to see Rose get better. Did you hear about what uh, Juliana Pena said after the after the fight no. after she beat Amanda Nunes? No, she said uh, she and she doubled down on it too. She's like, I'm the first, I'm the first mom champ in UFC history, and um, and then 
when people raise the, the Amanda Nunes is also a mom. So, well, I gave birth to my daughter. I gave yeah. birth to my child. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a first birth giving mom to a, you know, to a champion. Oh. Do you, you know, you know what's funny about that? I like that now MMA is going to start doing like, like NBA records. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, Le LeBron is the first player to average 27 points, five rebounds, five assists. And also get two blocks on a Tuesday in December. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, it's always like these really weird specific stat lines. Mm -hmm. And there's like, oh, this guy's the second guy to ever do this. Mm -hmm. uh, and now I think MMA, we're going to start doing that. Maybe, but like she doubled down <laughs> on the Ariel Hawani show saying, I am the first mom champion. Like I am first the first natural mom. natural birth Yeah, mom first champion. natural mom champion. Like, and she's yeah. basically diminishing, right? Like moms that didn't give birth to their children, you know, foster yeah. moms, Do it, moms with stepchildren, all that kind of it'd stuff. It'd be dope right? if like Paige Van Zandt got a title and she's like, I'm the first basic white girl to win a UFC championship. <laughs> like I'm, yeah. the, I'm the first girl with a picture in a pumpkin patch to win. <laughs> I'm the first girl that writes I'm double vaxxed in her Tinder bio to win <laughs> to win a UFC championship. Uh, you know, that would, that would be the, definitely that would be the highlight. Yeah. You know, and then Juliana Pena is now starting, starting the train. Yeah. I'm the first natural birth, uh, you know, like maybe someone the next one will be like, oh, I'm the first woman who gave birth in her house. <laughs> to win a UFC championship to give birth underwater to win a UFC championship yeah with a midwife yeah with a midwife <laughs> I love that but maybe Champion. like I'll Ariel Hawani would just be like yeah you go girl yeah I'll be the first mother who adopted a specifically Cambodian child <laughs> to win a UFC championship just Angelina Jolie yeah <laughs> I am the first woman who donated money to African children through UNICEF and win the champion in the adopt a child program yep. who also did look at every picture they sent me every month, <laughs> every single one, until every, I found the one, every single one to win a UFC championship. And so th this is the start of like the very specifics. I mean, if you ever played the video games, they've, they started that a long time ago. Yeah. They, like on the video games, the fucking little records that they show next to their names are so awful. It'll be like one 14 fights lost one fight. Yeah. And like, and then even in the shows, like when on the pay-per-views they show, it'll be like, you know, uh, yeah, there's will be like, a lot of it'll be now. like fourth highest strike, fourth percentage. highest strike percentage in the third round yeah. in the bantamweight <laughs> division in the last five years. It'll, yeah. it'll be like these crazy yeah, specific like, stat okay, lines. Come on. Like, I know you got to fill these lines up, but you could just put like great striker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that'd be just as you'd, you'd be okay. That's, yeah. how, that's how you bring people in. Well, like, sure, punch is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need, I think... we, need, we need like a Madden for MMA, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, if he knocks his opponent out, he might just get this match here. <laughs> now that he's climbed onto the back of the other man, he might attempt some kind of submission hold like a choke or a lock of some sort. That's what we need. If Joe that's, Rogan starts doing that, I'm in. That's exactly yeah, how it would be. That's what we need. Yeah. Oh my God, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. What if we just got Pete Davidson to start oh, hosting with yeah. Joe Rogan? Oh man, what Pete Davidson, what boxing match did he do? 
Uh, he's was, done was some it, of the thriller one. He's done some of the thriller ones. He did the thriller ones, yeah. ones, and then Jake Paul was, hates him now. He was making fun of everybody. That's yeah. why he was making Which, fun of the whole fucking why would situation. You hire Pete Davidson and not have and not expect to have him make fun of stuff. He was probably yeah. drunk. <laughs> yeah, and but he was so funny. Yeah, of course. And it's he like was. that's yeah. This is what this is what we should be doing. He was literally making fun of the boxers while they were boxing. Yeah, like, he was making fun of everything. Like, everybody he was making fun of the show. Because like, like I remember, like Gervonta Davis, I think was on that card. Who was like a like a really really good boxer, but he's also the type of guy gets in his own way you know what i mean it's like may or may not have like i don't know beat his girlfriend or something Jeez. and then right so like people who beat his girlfriend it's like, well, yeah, it's, yeah. never would have guessed and uh and so like Pete davis is like bringing up guys like criminal rap sheets <laughs> like <I'm> fucking <laughs> talking shit your war machine got fucking life hey good i i don't remember war machine war machine beat christy mack up christy mack the porn star Oh yeah, War Machine like fucked her up. He did. I don't know. I didn't yeah, know what like, Christy Mack was. He's in Bellator. Damage, yeah. I think he's Bellator. Yeah. Okay. He was like a champ, or I've something. heard of War Machine. Had, like, yeah. Didn't he have like two UFC fights though? I thought maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. But he's yeah. I'm pretty sure he got life. Oh damn. Yeah. Well, yeah. Who does North America value more than a porn star? <laughs> yeah. Like we say, we don't. But we do. But there's no one we love more. Yeah, man. Than, I was sad when August Ames when August Ames killed herself. I was upset. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, we talked about it on a podcast. Oh, did we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Lots of people have been dying this year. Yeah, a lot, <laughs> a lot of weird deaths this yeah, year. Yeah, I wonder man. why. Yeah. You know, pandemic. Could Yo, be, it could be the fact that we're in month like 22 of a pandemic right so now. So I found out today that I've been saying uh, Omic- Omicron wrong. Yeah, you've been calling Omnicron. Omnicron, because yeah. I thought that that was what it was. Well, and, that's a uh, transformer. Is it actually? I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> well, I've never heard of that. Oh, transformer. Well, I, 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 yeah, I did want to call it Omicron Prime. Yeah. Just to. Yeah, I thought well, it was the, like Megatron. The Futurama joke Omicron Percy I ate as a planet, so. Okay. Anyway, so there's this new. Expected to learn the Greek alphabet, though. Yeah, (laughs) this is a new. There's there's been a thousand memes generated in the last month (laughs) from Omicron. Yeah. And uh, for the last two years, the Omarion variant. Oh my god. Oh my god. Best thing the internet has produced. What is the Omarion variant? So that's what they called Omicron. Yeah. And so, but then they would make a bunch of memes of like, yo, the the Omarion variant sneaking up on you, like, and then would be him like dancing up on a girl like in an old music video isn't he and the one who, you should let me love you no that was mario oh yeah okay yeah i know yeah, so the omarion is yeah, omarion yeah 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 Isn't he on some tv oh, shows mario. or something yeah. omarion i got his i got his face in my head and i know mario was the dude with the huge nostrils yeah mario yeah, like, did have huge nostrils huge nostrils he had a stereo very stereotypically black nose yo and now people i see great uh, looking guy though i see some uh some some memes out there or something i saw something that was like um it had the quote from that biz Markey song that mario redid why oh uh, no um yeah i know that but the, you say i'm just a friend, friend. that's and, what it and is. The, the one mario does he says but you say i'm just a yeah. friend right but biz Markey, yeah is, he's, he's just, just a friend, friend right because yeah. he's talking about the okay. cheating yeah and on mario he's and and i see people i see i saw this and it fucking grinding my gears because a bunch of people like this comment particularly and it was like uh i love that biz Markey song and then it's like it has that line in it like you say i'm just a friend i'm just like fuck mm-hmm. off man that's, that's mario don't disrespect that's mario so funny 
No, fuck Biz. Don't disrespect Mario. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Didn't Biz die? Yo, Biz Marquis yeah. died. Yeah. Oh, God. Biz Marquis died. Yo, Biz Marquis was on Wig, or no, he was on that one kid's show. Yeah. Um, he had Biz's beat, Biz, oh. beat of the Day. Biz's Beat of the Day. Yo, he would tough. come on like beatbox, like live yeah. in front of kids and shit. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Oh, man, he was dope. He was like a fucking big teddy bear with really crooked, cracked out eyes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, but I, I heard, yeah, people loved him. Yeah. He was like, apparently just huge community dude. Yeah. Fuck! What was that really show called? His community. Um, mm. what was the name of that like beatboxing puppets group too? Was Bismarck? He was on that briefly a few times as well. Uh, honestly, so was Beardy Man one year. That yeah. was the one with DJ Lance. <laughs> I, like <laughs> honestly, no, so like I'm so lost. Well, like very generally, sometimes the, Is the it things. The no. no, the things no, that you the guys like is for actual kids. Yeah, yeah, the way. <laughs> Was <laughs> it for fake kids? Yeah, the other for one? weird adults who just like puppets. Uh, but uh, Gabba Gabba, yo Gabba Gabba, yo Gabba Gabba, yo yeah, Gabba Gabba. Right, that's yeah, the one. What is that? Yo, so like DJ Lance is he like this black puppets. dude who's like he he opens up this like kit and there's like these little characters and they like he does like raps and like he break dances and like you know kind of add some black flavor to the what kids the to the yo, kids show. Yo Gabba Gabba yo. sounds like what like a white commentator at like a baseball game in the sixties. Would have yelled at like the only black batter on a team. Yeah, gets a home run. Yo, Gabba Gabba. Yo, Gabba yeah. Gabba. He does it again. But it's got the word yo, so it's urban. And it's yeah. like, boy, can <laughs> can these Negroes run? <laughs> they steal bases like their TVs. Like that's what. Like I feel. <laughs> oh, yo, Gabba Gabba sounds so fucking. That right. sounds awful. Right. That's pretty. Terrible. Yo, Gabba Gabba is pretty good. It's though. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's actually oh amazing. Oh my yeah, they played god. They played Shambhala one year, and Beardy Man guested with his own little puppet. Oh. Yo, Holy Biz Marking shit. Most Def was, was on Yo Gabba yeah. Gabba. Like, it's making Most Def, man. There's, like, a lo- there's a lot, I think of, even lot of heat Tyler on that Chloe. show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm sure. I know for sure Biz was on it. I know for sure uh, uh, Talib. No, not Talib Kohli. So who did I say? Most Def? Most yeah. Def. Most Def was definitely, most definitely on it. <laughs> that was a cool show. <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? I hate that I laughed at that. Whatever, man. Most, most definitely on it. <laughs> I still say Most Def all the time. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's just ingrained in the in yeah. the vernacular now. Yeah, of course. No, what kind of time are we at? Uh, we're at like uh, 53 minutes. Okay. Oh, damn, well, we've done well for ourselves, boys. Yeah, just going off on tangents here. Yeah, no, it's good. That's what our podcast should be all yeah. the time. That's what it is. Just us kind of going off. Real educational episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still funny. Mm-hmm. We're now we're describing it. It's, this is like the fucking. <laughs> now we're reviewing this it. This is as like the we're conclusion. I, this is amazing. I for one enjoyed the jokes I made. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought I was really on tonight. Yeah, guys. Uh, I really yeah. nailed it, folks. I think I, we contributed. The intro was great. Yeah, I was a big fan the, of that. The, the intro, intros. I, Oh yeah, the multiple intros. The multiple. No, I. I, uh, Honestly, guys, I think we can do better on the intros. Do we even know what episode this is? This is ten. This is our first double episode. Ten. Oh, milestone, baby. baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Ten episodes. Ten episodes in twenty-five weeks. Ten hours of fucking (laughs) straight up entertainment for you fuckers. Straight bullshit. That's right. Class all the way. So what we've been out here doing. Giving so support. Let's, just, let's close it off yeah. with like some things that we're doing. Like, uh, all right, what what are you doing? What what do you have coming up? Uh, on the thirty first, that's New Year's Eve, right? We're doing a show on at uh, Canadian Brewhouse. Nice. That's Canadian Brewhouse, Lethbridge, Alberta. Yeah, man, and it's 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 gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, no, I've been to a couple of your shows before. Uh, shout out to the New Testaments. Mm-hmm. Anytime mm-hmm. them, Javier Escuela and Danica Summer. Anytime mm-hmm. they're in the building, you stop and you listen. Mm-hmm. That shit is fire. So New Year's uh, tickets are on sale. 
$15 in advance, $20 at the door. That's going to be fun. I'm stoked. Going to be doing a whole bunch of new shit. Yeah, pack the house, y'all. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, For me, I got New Year's Day, Good Times Lethbridge Comedy Club. Myself, Michael Moses, uh, Jackson Eckstein. So this is all Alberta, all homegrown. Uh, Michael Moses, a freaking amazing comic, born raised in Coaldale. Is that that little young guy? Uh, Who's the young guy that was there last no, time? The young guy that was there last time, he's from, he's from Edmonton, oh, Brad okay. Semichuk. Okay, super, okay. super talented guy. Happy, like, I was, it was amazing to work yeah, with him. Funny. He's, uh, yeah, open for, for Steve Hofstetter. Nice. If you've ever seen all of the comedian destroys heckler videos, this is what mm. Steve Hofstetter's known for. But um, anyways, uh, what's it called? No, uh, I'll be. Yeah, it'll be uh, myself, Michael Moses, Jackson Eckstein. Uh, that's the Coldell, Lethbridge, and Medicine Hat coming together. Um, holy Trinity. So the, what's- the, <laughs> the Holy Trinity. New Year's Day, 8 p.m. Uh, be sure to get tickets for that. Michael Moses, uh, now based in, in, in Toronto, Niagara. Um, he's uh, he's done it all at this point. The, the Halifax Comedy Festival, CBC Gem, uh, CTV, uh, freaking Russell Peters Roast Battles, all of this, uh, all of that good stuff. Actually, yeah, I know. He, he, he's fantastic. So New Year's Day, Good Times Lethbridge Comedy Club. Uh, January 7th and 8th, I'll be making my Yuck Yucks debut. Calgary? Uh, in Calgary, uh, opening uh, for uh, Lori Gibbs, who's uh, both a Calgary and Canadian comedy legend. One of my favorite people. She's been an amazing mentor to me and uh, honored to be opening for her uh, for my first weekend out there. How long do you think your set's going to be for that one? I might come on. Uh, like 20 minutes, 20, 25 nice. minutes. Maybe yeah, I'll come that's on. usually what opening is. So, um, <clears throat> I want to see like a full set of yours because I only get to see you host most of the time. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing is like I'll, I'll, I'll technically be hosting that event as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but, I am, but I am doing kind of extended time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last but not least, February 19th and 20th back in Vancouver doing uh, JFL Vancouver. So uh, Nice. Yeah, if y'all are Congratulations, man. That's dope. So it's a That's party. A big look. It's That's big. like international shit. Like Just for Laughs is Just for Laughs is huge. Known. Just for Laughs is huge is being headlined by the great Trevor Noah. Oh wow. Andrew Schultz. Um like an uh, That's on the Vancouver bill? Yeah. So like I'm not doing the same venues as yeah, them, yeah. but they are the ones headlining the yeah, festival. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like festivals are like that. They have different venues and stages. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's uh, Trevor Noah, Andrew Schultz, Ronnie Chang. Are like the three really big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Veer Das is going to be there, who I'm a fucking huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, and then uh, Sirius XM's Best of the West at JFL Vancouver. I will be performing February 19th, Ola Dada's Blackout Comedy. And February 20th, Susie Rossum's uh, Sunday Night. Uh, I think it's just called Sunday Night Comedy, some shit like that. So um, amazing, amazing people to, to work with. Super excited to do it. JFL debut. Uh, I think that's that's Tight. everything that's we dumb, have going. Man. So yeah, the big start of the year for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty two is going to be huge. Omicron, aka the Transformer variant. Please don't fuck me up. <laughs> Please don't. Like I, I need this. <laughs> Please just let me have this. Let We've me have, all earned let me, this. Let me have Come this on. one. Let me have that one credit, and then we're good. Oh yeah. Earlier when I said I have all the symptoms, I didn't mean I have all the symptoms. You only have some I of the mean, symptoms. I have, I've had three out of five. I've had like yeah. three out of the five symptoms for the past like five years of my life. So <laughs> I don't think it's Omicron. I think I got COVID before it was cool. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, Ronnie thinks that that's might what have might might have been what put him in the hospital. 
the, in 2018 or 2019. God damn. Yeah. In January, January 2019, he got put in a coma for like seven days. I did tell him to stop exploring laboratories in Wuhan, but no one wants to listen to me. No, he likes to go urban exploring. Yeah. yeah. God yeah, damn it. It didn't work out. Well, it's okay. You got a piece of that bat. <laughs> Got a, no, I, I don't, I think, I think we're, I think we know now the bat could not have been what. Yeah, I know. That's the joke. It wasn't the bat. Yeah. That's, All right. That's let's stop point. talking about the fucking bat, guys. <laughs> All right. It was a bat. Okay. Okay. It's a person who's eaten bat. I can tell you it's totally safe. It's mm -hmm. fine and delicious. Beautiful. Wrap it up. All right. Excellent. Okay. Eat that, bats. Do it. If there's anything we've learned today, eat a little bat. Yeah. No. Treat yourself. You deserve it. Yeah. 2022. Okay. Yeah. Eat a bat. Don't make it weird. Be nice yeah, to your like girlfriend. Ozzie did. Eat her bat. <laughs> Ozzy made a spectacle out of it. That yeah, wasn't no. right. Eat it on the download. A nice yeah. little restaurant. Yeah. There you go. Eat it on the DL. All right. Episode 10. In the Moonlighters. Gang, gang. Peace. Peace. Tell Ann Coulter she can suck my dick. <laughs> Fuck your life. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs>